Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Adalis. Welcome. It's Monday and it's my podcast day. So we are actually talking today. Uh, since we are still in January, still planning out uh, what our year is going to look like, I want to um, get a little personal with you today on this wonderful January. What is it? 12th, 13th, 14th? January 14th of 2019. Uh, and uh, today's message is entitled, Your Plans or God's Plans? I think that's what the title is. I don't know. I might change it um, by the end. I don't know. If I feel like it, I'm going to change it. If I don't, that's what it's going to stay as. But um, in the beginning of our year, it's so good to kind of um, take into consideration what our year is going to look like. Listen, this is this is new to me. Let me be hashtag real with you. Um for the better part of my entire life, I wasn't much of a planner. Let's just, some of you are like, no, no kidding. Um, but it was really, um, I like to live fluidly. That's what I would like to, you know, that's what I would tell people. I like live a fluid life. You know, I don't really like to have uh, a certain schedule and I don't really like to have, um, you know, a, a strict routine, uh, especially because we were traveling with Jonathan on the road. And albeit we had maybe day services and evening services, you did kind of have to keep a very fluid schedule. So sometimes they would extend the meetings another three days or three weeks. Hey, you just never knew what you had coming for you. So to plan, um, to do things, uh, my phone here, sorry, uh, to, to plan to do things with maybe family members or, um, uh, th- things at home, they went kaput for me. Like, let's just be honest. Uh, I, you know, at the time we didn't have, um, employees working for us. It was my sister pretty much. Um, and she was recruited to, for a part-time job. So I had to kind of like manage everything on the road. And sometimes I would have to stay up till three, four, five in the morning doing certain things. And I would be cool with that. I, like I said, I like the fluidity of my life. But then I realized um, as you grow older and things begin to expand that most uh, of the world is not on that type of schedule. So I forced me to have to look and ignore examine what my course of action was going to be because people work nine to five. They do not work um, from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. like maybe sometimes I did. So all of these things um, I had to kind of institute in my own personal life so that we could grow. Now I'm telling you this because there's lots of people, especially as I spit everywhere, um, especially if you were born hoodie. Okay, here's just I'm throwing it out here for free just for you, because really uh, this ghetto mentality never really has a routine, never really has plans. Everything is just all you feel like it. I let's do it. Let's just go. 
let's just do this. Nothing is really planned. And I could tell you right now that that's a lazy man's way out. It's, it's, a, it's a lazy man's uh, lifestyle. And so I want you, I don't care what your background is, I want you today to go to Target, go to Walgreens, whatever it is, get yourself a notebook and start planning. Start planning your month. It might have to be uh, for the month of January. Maybe you can't even plan. Some of y'all haven't even planned, um, you know, what this week is going to look like. And, and, and I'm telling you right now that if you don't schedule time to be in, in prayer, to study your word, all of these things are going to fall by the wayside. And before you know it, 15 years done go by and you are stuck in a rut in the same place that you've always been wondering why on earth everybody's moving forward and you have digressed. And that's not going to be you because I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to help you out. This comes not only at a time where, you know, you're evaluating your work life, your business life, your family life, uh, personal relationships. This also is for, you know, your your love life. I got to say this. I got to say, I just got to, you know, throw this in here again as a bonus uh, to people that are looking to be in a relationship um, because... Is it your plans or God's plans? That's where it ultimately comes down. What are the plans for your life? And have you even asked God permission to do that? Have you even consulted with God? Do you know? Let me just read you a couple of, um, a couple of scriptures uh, that go in line with what I'm saying. Jeremiah 1.5. I'm going to start reading like just a bunch. Just just to get this through your head. Uh, Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. So let's get this straight here. God had ordained you even in the womb. He knew you before you were born, and he has a plan. He had a plan of consecration for you, a plan for your life. He appointed you to do a thing, and you have not consulted him as to what it is. What? No, say, that's not me. That's not me, Dolly. Say, "Mm -mm, that, that ain't me. Not after today. And you know what? I just want you to understand this because most people, we do things because, you know, it's just, well, we never planned. It just kind of like fell in my lap. I, I was there and, you know, my buddy just gave me a part time and blah, blah, blah. And you never consulted with the Lord. And it's something that you you hate going to work. Listen, if you hate going to work, if you feel like your life is is you're living well below you know, where you should be. You have dreams, you have aspirations to do something greater and it feels like you're stuck. This is for you. Let me take a sip of my LaCroix. And yeah, I did cough right into the mic. (laughs) Anywho. Um, And so it says in Proverbs 19.21, okay? First and foremost, I want you to understand If God has a plan for you, before I even read Proverbs, if God has a plan for you, you must consult him. 
And you know what? Even with a, a, with a plan that God has for you, he's ordained a, a will and a path for your life. He's also ordained a person for your life, a man or a woman of God to join you in this endeavor called life. I don't it just whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's it, he's created somebody for you. So uh, my question for you, Sugar Muffin, is have you automatically um, uh, grown attached to this person and then you ask God for advice or then you ask God for for, um, you know, to confirm that this is the person for you. That's not the time. That's not the time to consult God in a relationship after you say I love you and you're connected and you've got a spiritual tie. That's not the time to be like, oh, God, by the way, is this is this person OK for me? Is this man OK? Is this woman OK for me? No. The first inkling where you thought, OK, I don't this guy's kind of feeling me here. I'm, I'm feeling him or this this woman. I, you know, I, I feel like she's different. Then you go into prayer and fasting. Did I say fasting? Yes, I did. Because I could tell you after getting saved, the biggest decision of your life is uh, who you're going to marry. A hundo percento. Hundo percento. Who you're going to marry. They will either be dead weight holding you back or they are going to be a jet engine. There's nothing in between. Nothing in between. So what you ought to do is just take time to consecrate that relationship before its inception. Do you know God can give you the green light well before, uh, you know, you even say I love you or before the first date like he did with Jonathan and I? I'm not going to get into that. But, um, you know, I knew. Well, I knew like two years before. You know, it took him, it took him a minute to figure that one out. But, you know, I, I knew well before that that was the man that I was going to marry. And so when he asked me on a date, it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, no. We're doing this. And so we uh, went on a date in December, got engaged in April, and we're married in September. Not even a year. Went by. And he never said, like, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? I was like, no. You're like, you asked me on a date. Hey, we're practically married. Okay? We're just, let's, I'm just looking at dresses now, boo. Because I knew I was so sure. Because the Lord had spoken it to me in a time of prayer and fasting. And the same thing happens with Jonathan, an audible voice. Maybe not an audible voice, but, you know, he heard the Holy Spirit. And, and he said, now's the time to pursue. Go. And, and so we did. And it hasn't been like a hiccup. There hasn't been a hiccup. There hasn't been a glitch. It hasn't been difficult. It, it, we've never thought about divorce for one second of a, um, anything. Nothing. It's been so easy. And we think like, man, it's going to be 12 years in September. This is, this is easy. Could do it another 50 years if Jesus doesn't come. And it all began because we sought the counsel of the Lord. And so too many people, uh, I've, I've realized, get involved with boo-boo. And then after, they consult the Lord. And then... A t- <laughs> On top of it, they start consulting other people and then they don't give them the go ahead, but they pursue anyway because they believe, well, no, this is my person. This is the person. Listen, in the mouth of two or three, let something be established. If two or three people have contacted you and said, this isn't really the right move for you, maybe I would pay attention to that. I don't know. I would pay a little bit of attention to that. 
Because if I'm already, um, you know, invested with somebody, at least have the rationale to say, wait a minute, these people that love me, they're all saying the same thing about boo-boo. So I got to cut ties. Or at least I, at least I got I to gotta detach my emotions, which is, leads me to the first point here. When you plan, when you plan, you have to detach your emotions and be spiritually minded. Forget about how you feel. Forget about how he makes you feel. Forget about how that job makes you feel. Uh, ask the spirit. Ask the spirit of the Lord to help you out and see, is this worth it? And you know what? Sometimes he'll say no. And then you're going to be like, what in the world? Why, why? Why? It doesn't make sense. But you don't trust in your own heart. You don't trust in your own emotions. You don't lean on your own. Oh, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't lean on your own, uh, own understanding. It's not up to, for you to understand the hows. You just have to simply believe it by faith and lean on, on, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's the only thing you're called to do. That's it. So we understand uh, that the first thing you got to do is just make sure that your emotions, that your heart isn't attached to it. And how do you do that? How do you do? You, you take time in prayer and, and fasting. And you ask the Holy Spirit, Father, I'm not going. And you can. You can actually take it to where you can, can you know, analyze things outside of the, the, the realm of emotion and, and, and feeling. You know that. You can do that. You have the power to do that. You have the power over your mind, over your uh, emotions and everything else. You have the power to begin to uh, pick those things apart and say, mm -mm, this is just not good. Uh, I like how, how he makes me feel, yet he has no plan of action for the next five years. Yet he has zero work ethic. Yet his family doesn't even care for him. Uh, you know, she's, uh, she is, uh, posts little bikini shots up, up in Instagram. I don't know if that's the person that I want to bring home. I mean, d do yourself a favor and get serious about God's plans for your life. Not so much yours. Because I could tell you right now, if you consult the Lord in your day-to-day, -day, in your planning, you are never going to be led astray. You're never going to get down 15 years down the road and say, like, I pursued the plan of God, that God had for my life, and now I'm losing. That would never happen. That will never happen. I promise you. So you trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding. And then um, the second thing that you have to do in order to have uh, or flow with God's plan is once you have access to it, once he's instructed you and he's taught you in the way you should go, Psalm 32, 8, uh, the Bible says he'll counsel you with his eye upon you. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. This is where it takes God. The effort is is on your uh is 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 on your behalf you got to seek after god and seek after his word and continue on praying and fasting not just in january but throughout the year and you know what what the the guarantee is is that once you follow that instruction he'll teach you in the way that you should go and he'll counsel you and his eye is going to be upon you most people think that you know god's busy in heaven and doesn't really care 
about what they're doing, how their plans are. And that's a that's a falsity. God cares for you. Cast all your cares because he uh, cast all your cares on God because he cares for you. That's one of the most powerful scriptures that I have ever read in in the word, because lots of people don't care. (laughs) Let's just be honest. Lots of people don't care, but God cares and he cares specifically about what's happening in your life, what you love, what you don't like, what you're missing, uh, you know, what your heart's desire is, uh, that he delights in your heart's desire. All of these things are, are a, a picture of a good father who loves you, and that's who you serve. Okay, let me just remind you here, okay? And Isaiah 58 11 says, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and makes make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of waters whose water do waters do not fail. That's another picture and another illustration that once you have God's plan, once he tells you, okay, this is what, where you should go. This is not the way you should go. Now you got to stick to that. Okay, now now direct me. Where should I go? What should I do? And stick with that plan. You have to stick with that plan. Stay on track, I wrote. Stick with the vision and the purpose that God has for you, and then you stay on that track. You must stay on it. And and this is also, especially for people that are in ministry, you can, can, uh, things will begin to open up for you and not just ministry, but business endeavors and everything else that you're, uh, gifted to do. Um, you can actually, um, come to a point in your life where all these doors begin to open up for you and you could walk into all of them. All of them could be like a great opportunity, But if you hone in on what your gift and what the plan of God is for your life, then you'll never deter from that. And that's so important because the moment you deter or the moment you go left or to the right or do something that maybe you weren't equipped and called to do, even though it seems like everything is great and, and, you know, marvelous, honky-dory. Let me just give you an example. For us, because we're in ministry, Things were beginning to pick up for us when we were first married and, um, you know, our schedule began to increase and increase and increase. And so we had visited a couple of churches and one of these churches was a big, big church. And at the time, our income was still not the greatest. And um, and so this pastor said, listen, if you come on board here and you spend time uh, with, uh, you know, I think it was the youth group or something like that. The youth group or the young adults. I don't remember what it was. Um, they said, uh, we'll give you a salary. We'll give you, um, a, a you know, per diem for a, a vehicle and not per diem, but you know, whatever the terminology is. Um, and then we'll give you housing allowance for that as well. So now where I'm literally on the floor, like melting, my face is melting off of my face. And, um, and uh, I, I said, this is like a dream come true, especially with us. We're you're in our 20s and, you know, still haven't really seen a breakthrough. This is everything that we've wanted and then some. And uh, when when we took it to prayer, it there was like a wall. And I thought, no. 
So in my head, I'm thinking like, this is a grandiose opportunity. And there is nothing, I feel nothing but resistance. And so we, we both took it to prayer separately and we kind of reconvened. And so we sat down. I remember it was a car ride and, uh, I think we were going to Taco Bell to be honest. And, um, and Jonathan said, what do you think? And I said, it's a no go. We can't do it. And he said, I felt the same exact, exact way. And I thought, dang it. And I said, you know what? But we never, you know, we never questioned it. We never doubted God. We never resented God for that answer. Uh, we thank God because I knew if, if God doesn't want us to walk in this way, if God doesn't want us to do this, then he's got something better for us waiting. And my golly, did he ever. Because I could tell you right now, we'd still be pastoring, um, uh, you know, at a, what are you eating? This girl's trying to play me. Got me that sneaking candy behind my back. That's great. Can you just get rid of it? Yeah, thanks. Uh, so anyway, you know, if had we had we taken that, and and it, it seemingly it seems like wow, this is a phenomenal thing. This is a wonderful opportunity. This is God opportunity. God's hand is all over this. Uh, had we not been in prayer about it, we would have missed the greatest thing that had yet to happen in our lives, both of us. So uh, don't settle, even though it might seem like it's a great, uh, you know, thing, an opportunity. If God doesn't give you the go, and see, that's where you train yourself, speaking in in the Holy Ghost, uh, constantly being in prayer, recognizing that feeling of, "Mm, I don't feel the release, that tightening in your stomach, eh? It ain't happening. Sorry, boo-boo. I can't. Mm-mm. I don't care if it's a million dollars. If God didn't say, you, you have you go ahead and, and, and take that, make that agreement, I, I can't. I can't do it. And I can tell you right now, you will never lack. You will never suffer. You just can't. You can't. You will never lose if you stick with the plan, if you adhere to the call of God on your life and uh, you stay on track. Stay in your lane is what I'm saying. Stay in your lane. Don't try to do something that you're not gifted to do. Stay on track. And it might seem like you're like just, uh, well, it seems like it's just like the same thing over and over and over again. That's okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, shortly in, in a few days or uh, a few weeks, I'm talking about the power and the routine, like how amazing it is, uh, to have a routine and you think it's insignificant. You think that you're just, you know, g- going through all the, the motions and, uh, it's, it's seemingly, uh, you know, not working out for you. It's not glamorous. It's the, this and it's that, and it's uh, you know, whatever. Everybody else is doing everything and I'm here doing the same thing, you know, wiping butts, wiping snotty noses, g- doing the, the laundry and yada, yada, yada. But what you have to understand is for a really long time, that's exactly probably how David felt or maybe he didn't because he was bad you know David was bad um in a good way um but I'm sure he felt like great I'm tending to this little flock of animals these sheep whoopty stinking do let me pull out my harp or whatever he had going there and I'm just gonna like worship the Lord and and what seemed to be mundane and what seemed to be just part of his routine actually opened up some great opportunities and great doors and he eventually became king the greatest king on the earth huh besides you know jesus is the king of kings but you smell when i'm stepping in uh and proverbs 3 5 trust in the lord with all your heart i already read that 
but I'm going to read it again. And don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If you want him to direct your path, then you need to acknowledge him. You need to. Relationships, TVs, homes, purchasing a car, anything. All of these things that you're going to plan out for your life. Everything needs a little talk with, with the Lord before you go through with it. Everything. Okay? Um, and so I was going to read Psalm. So, uh, no, not Psalms. Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans... I said the plans. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. So I looked it up in in um, Dakes just because I wanted to, to see what he would say about this. And uh, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. The heart of the natural man has many schemes. This is Dakes now. But only those plans that are worked in harmony with the will of God will stand. Huh? This is so good. Because it kind of, it, it now takes the onus off of God. Many are the plans in, in, in man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that will. See, that kind of is a little ethereal for me. But it's the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Well, I have a lot of plans in my heart, a Dallas, but I know. That the Lord, is uh, his purpose is, is what's going to stand. But there's something else to that. Because it's, it, it says here, uh, only those plans that are worked in harmony with the will of God will stand. So you have to figure that out. Not God. God is telling you this is where you should go. This is what you should do. This is what you're called to do. So all those plans that you have, I'll bless them if they're working in harmony with what I have for you. That's so important because so many of us, well, you know, I want to do, I, I want to be a car salesman and I want to go to Bible school, but I'm also like a really great, uh, chef and I want to do my own, um, fashion blog. I don't, whatever. You got like eight different things going in eight different directions and God's saying, what did I call you to do? Because I could tell you right now, whatever lines up. Whatever works in harmony with what I have for you is what's going to prevail, is what's going to stand. And so I, I, I find that interesting, that, that word even stand, it's going to stand. Well, it could fall if it's not working in sync with it. That's the, the, the contingency there. Because if, you're, if your plans aren't in harmony with the, word, uh, uh, with the will of God, then it's not going to be a, a plan that... A, succeeds eight examples of plans that didn't work dakes lucifer adam and eve joseph's brethren pharaoh the rulers of israel in matthew 27 63 and 66 through 66 saul herod the 40 jews acts 23 Uh, so so you understand that there is uh you know there is that that contingency of the population where their plans didn't work. 
So so don't don't get it twisted. Uh, many are the plans of man, but the, uh, well, we understand that uh you know i've got like a ton of things that i want done in my life but you know ultimately the the lord's plan will prevail no you your responsibility is finding out what the will of god is for your life and making sure that it's in harmony with the will of god and i could tell you if you want 2019 and i've i've been saying this because it's worth repeating if you want 2019 to be different and to to be blessed to live uh, you know, just like the word of God says that you're called to live as a sign and a wonder, then you have to structure your life to become a sign and a wonder. And I know a lot of you people are thinking like, oh, planning, what? Notebook. I don't know if that's my gig. No, it better be your gig. I better any anybody who's, uh, you know, successful, who's a business person and and is successful, successful people do this. Successful people plan. They're not just living. Oh, well, I'll get up when my alarm clock goes off and then, well, you know, however I feel, I'll just do that. No, set time even even in your in your uh, food intake. I know some of you guys are fasting or whatever. It, you know, if it's if it's a, a, an evening thing, schedule what you're going to eat throughout the week. I'm telling you, it's these little tiny things of planning that are going to make the difference in the in in the in the end. And there that you know, you you want to get to be oh, I want to be a millionaire and I want to be the next Billy Graham and I want to do this, but you're not changing anything in your daily routine. You'll never you'll never see it. You're not just going to arrive to this place and be like, "Oh, I made it, sis. No, there are certain things, there's certain protocols that you have to do in your day-to-day life. And this is one thing that most believers actually never do, especially if you're in the, the charismatic movement. Okay? Because you just think, well, que sera, sera. You know, if the Lord wills it, if he wants me to go on that missions trip, sis, he's just going to provide a way. Ah! Nobody thinks like that outside of the Christian world. Do you know that? Nobody. So make a plan of action. This is what it's going to take me to go on a missions trip to Shubarababa. I don't know. Then, then this is what I'm going to need. This type of money each week. That means I got to do this. If I have to sell cookies on the side, this is what I have to do. This is how much money is going to bring. Make a plan of action and stick with it. And I can tell you right now that God will bless you. God will bless the work of your hands. That's what the word of God says. He'll bless the work of your hands, but you ought to work. Come on. Come on now. So um, let this be an encouragement to everybody listening. Get God's plan for your life. I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about a couple of people here where I'm like, I feel bad for them because they never consulted the Holy Ghost. They never consulted God about, you know, who they were to see or what they were to where, where did we, where they were to go. I said it had a hard time there uh, where they were to go. I mean, geographically where you're where you're you are to be. You you got to get to that. You got to know. You got to know. You got to consult with the Lord. You got to get his plans. Forget your plans is what I'm saying. On this January the 14th, I want you to forget your plans and go ahead and get yourself what God has planned for you. In Jesus' name. We will be back on uh, Wednesday with a get it together. Or get with it? Get it Sorry. I don't know something like that uh get it together tonight we are um at champion christian center at 7 p.m 
with my hubby, Bo Buffy, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. And uh, we are now, if you have not yet heard, at on CTN, uh, Dish and... Um, Direct TV. That's what it was. Do you know the channels 267 on Dish? 267 on Dish. And Direct TV is 367. 376. Sorry, dyslexia kicked in for Jay. Just kidding. I rebuked dyslexia. Anyway, um, so there it is. Follow us on TV. Um, he's been doing a stellar job and he's so handsome. <laughs> I don't even know how he's, um, how he does it. He's just, he's got the grace of God all over his life. I love that man. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, tune back on Wednesday. Love you. Bye. <laughs>